the foundation of the gospel uh, is, is something that I hadn't taught. And so I started teaching on the unconditional love of God, you know, grace, uh, the, the, uh, the true nature and character of God. And uh, people's, people in my church started, they stopped doing the things they were doing, meaning that uh, my church, really, the, the programs we had, you know, everything that we that we, we were doing, people stopped doing it. And people were, you know, stopped teaching in the children's church. Um, and basically for 18 months, two years, uh, every program in my church came to a grinding halt. Mm. Welcome to the Living by Grace podcast with Al Jennings. When you receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness, you will reign in life. Listen in as we discuss the effortless life of God's grace. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Living by Grace podcast. I'm so excited to have on the show today a very special guest, Arthur Menjes from South Africa. He's living in the States right now, and he's one of the pioneers of the gospel of grace. Arthur is a Bible teacher, conference speaker, and author, and travels the world teaching the gospel of peace and faith righteousness, the message of God's unconditional love, goodness, and mercy to restore mankind. He is an adjunct lecturer at Andrew Womack's Karis Bible College main campus in Woodland Park, Colorado, where he teaches first and second year classes. He is a frequent guest speaker at several other Karis campuses in the U.S. and around the world. He has a lively, passionate, and heartfelt teaching style that has touched many lives. Arthur and his wife, Kathy, have three children and 13 grandchildren and currently reside in Colorado. All right, Arthur, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you, man. Arthur is one of the OGs, man. That's uh, for, for those that don't know, that's original gangster. <laughs> He's one of the one of the pioneers of the gospel of grace and peace and righteousness and the love of God, man. And so I'm so excited to have you, man. I'm just going to let you just jump in and share what's on your heart, man. Welcome. Well, thank you very much, Al. Um, look, been looking forward to doing this and uh, sharing this uh, time with you and uh, just sharing uh, from my heart. Yes, sir. That's what we want you to do, man. And I'm honored to call you my friend. We've had some good fellowship together and look forward to more in the future, man. Well, let's just um, dive right in. And Well, you know, um, originally uh, I was uh, pastoring a church. You know, I got saved uh, not late in life, but, you know, I was... Uh, very young when I first came to know the Lord mm -hmm. and then uh, the Lord really called me very quickly after coming to know Jesus and um, I was a dyslexic and so I just kind of ran away from the call of God mm. and then then finally later in life um, around 
25 years old, I uh, came back to the Lord, got baptized in the Holy Spirit and uh, went, you know, to Bible college because immediately uh, the Lord just said, look, my, my gifts and callings are without repentance. So I, um, I decided, you know what, I'm, I'm going to do what God called me to do, even if, if that means he'll make a fool of me. Um, you know, because I, I, I literally couldn't read. I couldn't write. I, mm. uh, I, I was a dyslexic that, you know, in those days, um, they didn't know how to deal with dyslexia. And so mm. growing up, I, I just never learned to read or write. And so anyway, but I, I decided then to go to Bible college and actually came here from South Africa to the States and uh, went to Bible college in um, Dallas at Christ for the Nations. Okay. And then once I graduated from Bible college, went back to South Africa, started church. And, um, you know, I would have, I would have classified myself as a word of faith preacher. Um, and in those days, you know, in the, in the early eighties, nineties, um, there, there, there was a real move of God mm-hmm. throughout the world, really. And the Word of Faith movement had a lot to do with that. And, um, and that's what I would have classified myself as a Word of Faith uh, preacher, pastor. Uh, and um, I started a church uh, in South Africa. And, uh, you know, the church grew but uh, not realizing that uh, for whatever reason, and I always tell people, I said, you know, um, I don't know if I was taught legalism in the word of faith camp, or if that's just the way I um, assimilated. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because in in reality, uh, my experience is, is that, as human beings, we are incurably religious. <laughs> and it, just, it just means that, that left to ourselves, mm-hmm. uh, we, we tend to towards religion. Yeah. And, and, and what I mean by religion, for those you know, that are maybe going to be listening to this podcast, um, religion is uh, you know, what, what we think we ought to do, should do, must do. Mm-hmm. Uh, for God, um, what we ought to do, should do, must do in order to win the favor of God, or to be in the favor of God, or in the will of God, mm-hmm. or you know, a, a whole bunch of different uh, scenarios. But um, <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. and so uh, I thank God for the Word of Faith movement because it it did a lot and learned i learned a lot uh, um uh, you know got a got a good grasp on the 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 word of god uh but uh i just realized i didn't realize it at the at that time that um man i was just a religious jerk and uh, (laughs) it's the only way only way to put it you know and um so i pastored the church for um, nine and a half years and, you know, had, um, had all the outward uh, successes uh, of, of having a, a growing church, um, you know, having uh, a building projects and, and uh, 
built uh, church facilities and had all the programs, you know, youth programs mm-hmm. and, and children's church programs and, you know, church programs and, you know, all of the stuff. Yeah. So from, from the outside, um, I looked and, and it looked like we were uh, successful. Uh, we weren't in a big city. We were in a smaller town in South Africa. So our church was not a mega church or, you know, anything like that. But it was it was a pretty sizable church for uh, where we were. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that would have, you know, been success. But I just, uh, you know, got to a place where, um, and this is the, the unfortunate reality of, being uh, in religion and and approaching your relationship with God based upon religion, and that is that you're never satisfied, or you never feel like you're actually accomplishing anything. Right. Because because um, you know the goals or the the carrot uh, is always dangled in front of you. No matter. <laughs> Yeah. No matter no no matter how big uh, your church gets, it it can always be bigger. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, no matter how much you do in the community, you uh, you you should always be doing more. Right. And so, you know, it it, it breeds tremendous dissatisfaction within a person. Mm-hmm. Well, it did for me, yeah. Because no matter no matter what I did, no matter you know, no matter what we achieved, not enough. Uh, it's not enough. <laughs> I can relate, man. Yeah, yeah. And then you got and, ministers asking you how much, how many people you running? <laughs> you <laughs> you know, remember that? Like, <laughs> yeah, and you go to a conference, you know, and that's the first question. That yeah. is asked of you, and then depending on your answer is where you fit into the social hierarchy right. of of that particular you know organization or whatever it is. Uh, right. and, I used to lie. Uh, I used to lie. Oh, I know. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's what I believe. That's what religion does. You know, it, it, you speak evangelistic. Yeah. And so, uh, oh, man. yeah, and I just really got to a place where I was so dissatisfied with with uh, Christian life. The other the other part of it is is that um, so much of what I believed um, didn't necessarily work for me, uh, meaning that so much of what I believed, so much of what I preached didn't really work for me. So what, it, so what I did was I faked it. Like you just said, Yeah. you know, you, you, you faked the Christian life, uh, the old, you know, old adage of, well, I'll fake it until I make it one day. <laughs> and so, you know, when, when, when people would ask me, how are you doing? Well, I'm blessed. Hallelujah. Highly I'm the favorite. best, you know, yeah, <laughs> I've got all, I had all the things, but that's coming inside, in, that's going out. Amen. <laughs> Well, you know, on the inside, um, I was I was hurting. I felt like um, you know nothing I did was really achieving God's favor because 
if I did have God's favor, if I if I was in the will of God, then then surely, you know, Christian life wouldn't be this hard. I mean, you know, to the to the place where uh, I believed that uh, in order for me to be a successful pastor and minister, I I had to read. At least twenty-five chapters uh, daily. Oh man, yeah. uh, you know, and so you, you can imagine. Now, I didn't begin there. Uh, it began with reading. You know, my my Bible reading was maybe one or two chapters or a chapter. But of <laughs> course, because because of not being enough, mm-hmm. it increased, increased, increased to the place where, man, you know, it was just my every day my quiet time as you would call it with God my it, it was a chore I mean I had to I had to read 25 chapters uh, can you imagine oh man can, can you imagine imagine missing one day because oh, that my that mindset says next day you need to read 50 Arthur you you describing yeah. my life before grace my my uh pastoring before grace man mine was 10 chapters a day one hour in tongues and a half an mm-hmm. hour in English. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, come on. You man. know, I, 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 I think Ooh. about, and I, and I listen to what you're saying, and I think about it even for myself today. I mean, what, what, what kind of a relationship are we actually thinking that we are having with God, mm. where we, you know, it's not a relationship. But no. you know, that's, but that's where I was, and. Yeah. Me too. Um, I was depressed. Um, mm-hmm. I was always depressed. Um, I was angry. Mm-hmm. I was an angry. I was an angry preacher. Um, I can, I mean, I can remember one day, you know, saying to the Lord, "If these people would just do, uh, you know, half of what I, I'm telling them <laughs> or, or I'm teaching them, you know," and 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 then the and I heard the Lord say to me, Arthur, you can't even do one little bit of what you're telling them to do. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, that was the, 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 the mindset I was in. I was always saying, telling my wife saying, I don't have what it takes to be who God wants me to be. I don't have it. I, don't, I can't do it. Uh, you know, getting to the end of myself. And I remember, uh, being so depressed that I, um, I was suicidal, and uh, the day came where my wife left uh, uh, to go take our children to school, and she had some other tro- uh, some other errands to run, and um, and I I mean I got out of bed. I was so depressed. Life was not worth living, mm. and um, I mean I went to my safe, got the gun out, wow. got in my car, and I went. I went to the church, to my office in the church, and I was I was gonna I was gonna blow my brains out. I was gonna commit suicide, mm-hmm. and um, uh, so I walked into my office, took the gun out, cocked it back, and I was lifting it up to my temple, and I thought to myself, um, "Well, if I commit suicide." Uh, I'm going to go straight to hell. And that's what I believed at that time. I don't believe that anymore, mm-hmm. but I believed, you know, that you commit suicide, you're going to go to hell. 
And my, my only thought was, I can't, I won't be able to tell God how mad I am at him. So I put the gun down and I started just cussing God out. I mean, and, you know, I was never, I was never somebody who used even, you know, even before in the world, I, I never cussed uh, as a rule. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't like some people, you know, they cuss and they don't even know they cuss. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I didn't cuss. I, you know, I didn't grow up that way. And man, I cussed God out. And I, I mean, things were coming out of my mouth. I was mad. I was emotionally, uh, you know, just spamped. And I thought, well, now God is going to kill me because I mean, you know, I <laughs> just, and, and uh, I fell down on the floor and on the carpet and I was, I was crying and I was emotional and I just heard the spirit of God speak softly and saying, Arthur, you need to enter into my rest. Mm. And, and, you know, well, I, you, here's the thing though. Uh, I tell people, I said, you think I was mad before, but when he said that to me, I mean, I lost it because to me, it was like, well, duh, of course, but you know how, and <laughs> I mean, I got up off the floor. I mean, I cussed, I screamed, I ripped. Uh, I had a whole uh, shelf full of Bibles. I ripped the Bibles off. I kicked them I, in pieces. And I thought, mm. I thought, now, now it's, now he's going to kill me. And, <laughs> and so I lay down on the floor again. And, uh, and again, the Lord just said, you need to enter into my rest. And, and so I, the only thing I could think about was, you know, Hebrews two, Hebrews three, um, uh, talking about, you know, the people of God could not enter into his rest. And I, I, I remember picking up my Bible that was in pieces. I found the book of Hebrews and I found the scripture and it said the people of God could not enter into his rest because of un belief mm. now you know you just think about you know uh, i i viewed myself as a word of faith preacher so i'm really hearing god say arthur the reason you're like this is because you're full of unbelief wow and i'm like, and I'm <laughs> like i mean what, what does a, that mean i mean yeah. to me to, that, that's an insult to a do a word of faith preacher. Oh man, that's a punch in the gut. <laughs> but that, and and I thought to myself, I went back and I read it again, and it said they could not enter into his rest. And the Lord said, you need to enter in my rest, but you can't because of unbelief. And uh, I, I mean, I, I was confused. And then that's when the Lord said to me, and he used these words. Now, some people don't catch on to it, but I knew exactly what he was saying. He said, um, you, you, unbelief is not the inability to believe. It's not your unwillingness to believe. Unbelief is when what you're believing is un. Mm. And, and that's how he put it to me. It's you're believing, but what you're believing is upside down, inside out, wrong. Ah, that's and, good. 
And so, uh, you know, I was like, well, what do you mean? You know, I'm, 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 I'm believing wrong. Well, of course, if you, if you read uh, about, you know, the people of God, they, they, it's, it's not like, it's not like they didn't believe in God. Uh, they believed in God. They believed that God was their God. Uh, it was what they believed about him that, uh, that, that every time they found themselves in a difficult place, they found themselves faced with the Red Sea and the army uh, of, of the Egyptians coming. They cried out to Moses saying, why did you bring us or why did you deliver us out of Egypt in order for God to kill us? Mm-hmm. And so I realized that you know, their view of God was that God was a God who delivered them, but he delivered them in order to punish them. Mm. And I, I realized that it, my, my, my view of the true nature and character of God was so skewed, was so bent that, um, uh, you know, uh, and, and, and of course, my relationship with him was more with a, a, a judge than with a father. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I realized that day, and I, I remember just saying, it, and, and, and the Lord just spoke to me that day. He said, Arthur, you believe or you say I am good, but don't, you don't really believe I am good. Mm. You you say I'm good, but you but you believe that I'm 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 good is something I possess, something I can give you, but you don't believe I am good, mm. and and that's where my journey started. That's where I I decided that day and laying on that carpet, crying. I mean, it was nasty. And I said, I said, Father, from this day on, I am going to study the scriptures to find you as a good God. Uh. And, 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 and everything I am going to study, I am going to filter through your good. And that's where uh, my, my journey began. Mm. And I, I started there. And of course, from there on, I started realizing, oh my gosh, Ooh. you know, I I was so uh, so bound up in works and yes. in performance mm. and 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 not relating to God for who He really is. And of course, you know that that was a, that's what's it 30, 30 something years ago now. Um, and of course, you know you 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 start to um, develop and start to see things in a totally different light. And then, and, and then you find and, or think to yourself, you're crazy because now you seem to be the only one that sees God, <laughs> sees God this way. Right. 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 Until, until the Lord did, you know, start bringing people around me that, uh, that also saw, uh, him for who he really is and started to understand the, the unconditional love of God and, yeah. and from the, and, you know, and so on. So, yeah. So that's, that's where it began. 
That's that's so good, man. Um, before we move on, let me ask you a question. Why do you think that so many pastors, ministers of the gospel, um, reject this message, this good news gospel, after they hear it? You know, I think that, um, I, I mean, I've thought about that for so long. Um, because, you know, like you, you, I'm sure, have experienced that once you do see the, the true gospel for what it really is, mm-hmm. you, you, you want to share this with anybody and everybody around you, no, feeling yes. that, that um, everybody wants to know Everybody want to know. Yeah, this and is then, so good. I and, mean. And ooh. then you find out, then you find out that's not necessarily <laughs> true. Yeah, know? yeah, they call you a heretic and you're giving well, people you know, a I, license to sin. And... Yeah, and, and I think that a, a, a lot of ministers, a lot of pastors that are still, that are resisting the gospel for, you know, for what it is, I believe it's because they are still so hooked up in the idea of, you know what, I can do this. And uh, 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 there's several things. I think uh, many of them feel that, you know what, um, I've, if I accept the gospel for what it is, then I've wasted 10 years of my life or 15 years of my life, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, believing and 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 living uh, a legalistic lifestyle preaching legalism so for some for some preachers uh, it means they're going to have to um, you know give up uh, what they've always preached mm-hmm. I mean I've had I've had I've had pastors say to me Arthur I can't believe what you believe or I can't preach what you preach because um, you know, I I'm going to lose face wow. with with the people that I'm ministering to, um, you know, or I'm going to have to I'm going to have to uh, take my books off the shelf, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I or, did it. Or, or, yeah, <laughs> I I know, man. Once you, you know. see it, you can't unsee it. You can't go back. It's freedom. No. It's liberty. I'm like I, yeah. I I would think everybody wants to hear this, but yeah. I, it just baffles yeah. my mind that like, can't you see this? This is like, this will set you free if you receive it. Yeah, that's true. But you know, the thing is, uh, I don't know about you, um, but uh, you know, until I had come to that place of being at the end of myself, there it is. Yeah, that's so good. Uh, uh, then I probably would not have accepted the the message at all. Mm-hmm. But uh, I had to get to a place where I realized there's just no way that I'm uh, that I can do this. That I can have a relationship with God, um, you know, and 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 be a Christian, living the Christian life. I could not do that by myself. And I mean, it was, and I think that when people are not at the end of themselves, they are, uh, they are reluctant to let go of their performance, you know, 
because you know there there is there is something about um, when you compare. Uh, as, the, as the scripture says, the message Bible talks about, uh, Paul says they compare themselves with themselves. Uh, when you compare mm. yourself and, and you know what, I, I'm, I'm better than Al and I'm better mm. than, you know, Joe. I, I, you know, I read, <laughs> I read more chapters uh, of the Bible every day than they do. And I pray longer than they do. Work and, harder. You know, all, I work harder, you know, all these different things. Then there's there's something to feel uh, kind of boastful about that, and it makes you feel good that you know what at least at least amongst my peers I'm one of the better ones, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, but until you come to the end of yourself, I don't think a person is necessarily ready to hear the the gospel, mm-hmm. and 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 I think that you know um, a lot of people. Um, you know, you'll you'll find people that have really got and seen the truth for what it is, are people who've come to the end of themselves, people who have fallen into sin, uh, you know, who who who've maybe brought destruction upon their lives because of of their behavior. Um, you know, I mean, I've I've had I've had a pastor come to me one time and said, Arthur, I can't believe what you believe because there's no telling what I'll go do. Mm. Uh, you know, they, they, they believe that it is their fear and their works towards God that's keeping them out of sin, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, which, you know, which it, it might keep you out of sin for a period of time, but the day will come where you can't keep that up anymore. Right. And, and so, you know, this pastor, he said, there's no telling what I would go do if I just believe that God loves me unconditionally and I can, and, and you know, he's not concerned about my, my behavior, uh, you know, um, and, you know, because that's the mentality. They think, well, you know, God's not concerned about my, my behavior. That means I can just go and do whatever I want to do, and mm. which is the furthest thing from the truth. Right. It's not. It's not the truth. Uh, but that's what most people view the the gospel of grace and the unconditional love of God to be, and mm-hmm. that's why they make they make the accuse or accuse you of you giving up people a license to sin. Right, right. You know? Hey, Arthur, do you you know that story about when they built the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco, and um, and a lot of people died when they were building it. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 um people were I mean they were falling off. And so they decided to put a safety net down there, all right? Mm-hmm. And cuz cuz morale was down, people were dying, so they put this safety net down there. And so once the safety net was down there, the people couldn't die when when they, if they fell off. You think mm-hmm. people were were doing backflips to jump off so they could fall in the safety net? <laughs> No. no, the morale went up because they knew if they did fall, they would mm-hmm. fall into the safety net. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and they, 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 um, their uh, pr- productivity went up. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, uh, because now they weren't uh, spending all that time in fear. Right. Thinking about falling off. What if I yeah. fall? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yep. God might kill me. 
if I mess up? <laughs> well, you know, to, for, for me, it was uh, Christian life. Um, I, I mean, I didn't know it until afterwards. I, I realized that Christian life was like walking a tightrope. Mm. And, um, you know, uh, if, if I fall off on, on the one side, God's going to kill me. If I fall off on the other side, the devil's going to kill me. <laughs> oh, man. You know, and so um, I, I had to, or, you know, it might not be killed, but if I yeah. fall off this side, then, yeah. you know, God, God's not going to heal my family or heal my child or, you know, or I, I, I'm not going to be able to have um, the prosperity that I believe God wants for me. Uh, you know, whatever that is, that's how I lived my Christian life. And it, it, it was, there was no joy in it. There was no enjoyment of it. There was no, um, there was no uh, relaxation because you had to be on your guard, you know, all the time. And um, I mean, it, it, it's nuts to live that way. And um, for me, I mean, it literally drove me to suicide. Wow. Arthur, I, I really, I like the way that this podcast is heading because I believe that and what you've been talking about, I believe it's going to help a lot of ministers because for me, I had to get to a point, well, not get to a point. I did get to a point where I discovered the gospel of grace, but then I realized I was wrong about stuff and I'm going to have to tell people I was wrong about some stuff. I was going in a certain direction we're going in another direction. I'm not throwing away everything I believe because under word of faith, I learned some tremendous things. It was, it, it, was my, it was my foundation. It got me excited about Jesus and that God was for mm -hmm. me and not against me, that, that I was the, right. the righteousness of God. I had the Holy Spirit living on the inside of me. God wants me to be, be victorious, all, all that, that stuff. And what Grace did, it just connected the dots for me it, it it just completed everything and now it gave me a foundation for everything I believed and I, I, I started to believe that okay instead of it was my faith that caused God to move I used to teach yeah. faith moved the hand of God uh -huh. now when yeah. I discovered grace <laughs> I understood that God already moved and That's now all, all I need to do is receive by faith what has already been done through the finished mm -hmm. work of the cross. And, man, that is so so freeing. And I think for some ministers, their, their pride is not allowing them to say, hey, I was teaching some wrong stuff. I need to go in oh, another yeah. direction. Yep. I mean, I, was, I, I had to actually um, get up in my church. Um, and, you know, and, and, and this is what happened is of course, um, now I, 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 I could not teach what I was teaching and ministering. And, um, I started, you know, um, whatever the Lord was, was teaching me, I was teaching the people and it got to the place where I stood in front of my congregation. Um, and, if I understood you correctly, you did the same. I did the same thing, and and stood up and just I I, I said, look, guys, I'm I'm sorry, but I've I've not I've not been teaching the gospel. Mm -hmm. I've not been preaching the gospel. Mm -hmm. Now I 
when I did that, I thought that I people are going to get up and leave. And, and, and just the opposite happened. Um, the people, the people really, there was a, I would say almost a collective sigh of relief uh, from, from the people, you know, praise God. because, because they, they were living and experiencing to uh, some degree what I was experiencing because mm. I was, I was teaching that. And, um, and so, you know, what happened and, and, and for the, I mean, there's consequences to, to doing this. I don't know what you experienced, but what I experienced was that, um, after I, uh, you know, confessed to the congregation, you know, that, listen, I've got to go in a different direction. Uh, I, I, the, the, the foundation of the gospel uh, is, is something that I hadn't taught. And so I started teaching on the unconditional love of God, you know, grace, uh, the, the, uh, the true nature and character of God. And uh, people in my church started, they stopped doing the things they were doing, meaning that uh, my church, really, the, the programs we had, you know, everything that we that we we were doing, people stopped doing it, and people were, you know, stopped teaching in the children's church, um, and basically for eighteen months, two years, uh, every program in my church came to a grinding halt mm. and, and, uh, you know, for a past, for any pastor, and I tell pastors, you know, when, when, when I have pastors come and say, oh, you know, I want you to come teach in my church and teach, teach this message of grace, because this is the direction we want to go. I always tell them, I say, you know, you've got to be, you've got to count the costs here <laughs> because, because when you do, uh, there's going to be consequences in your ministry and in mm-hmm. your church. If your if your ministry, your church has been based upon performance, legalism, uh, 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 you know, uh, every, every everybody was doing things because I guilted them into it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they were they were doing many of them were doing it to please me, not to please God. Mm. And um, and so when people stop for for almost two years, our church, literally, we had a Wednesday night service and a Sunday morning service. That's it. There was nothing else going on. Mm-hmm. And it did affect, I mean, it did affect the church. It did affect attendance. Um, a lot of people weren't coming to church because now they're like, well, I don't have to. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and you know, the, I, I mean, I went to the Lord. I said, Lord, what am I going to? do i mean I, you know I, I i felt like oh my gosh i have really royally messed up because maybe i should have done it a different way and I, and I, I just heard the spirit of my heart say arthur leave them alone they've been doing the right things for the wrong reasons for a long time and just leave them alone just keep on preaching what you're preaching 
keep on teaching what you're teaching. And, um, and I did. And so after about 18 months, almost two years, um, people, people started coming to me and saying, Pastor, I, I really feel I'm called to do the youth ministry. And I, mm. or I'm really, I feel called to, you know, to uh, the ushering ministry, doing yeah. the ushering and, and stuff like that. Praise and, you God. Know, Al, you know, you know, what was really amazing about that mm. is that prior to this, um, I had to have weekly, monthly meetings with my leadership and my team and motivating them and, you know, uh, getting, we got to do this and we got to do better. I, 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 if I didn't do that, then, then it wouldn't work. You know? Right. Well, after all of this, when people started coming to me and started responding uh, to, to the ministry, because, because, they had fallen in love with God. Um, I didn't need to. I didn't need to motivate them. They were motivated. I didn't. Uh, I mean, I maybe I had meetings maybe once a month, just you know, uh, and talking things through or you know, new systems or anything like that. But people were doing the things that I always had to motivate them and guilt them into doing they were now doing this and they were doing it out of out of a response not mm. to me but to god so good they that they were now doing it because now because they are in love with god because they had discovered his love for them and uh, you know and now they that was their response and Boy, I tell you, that was a totally different scene after that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, pastoring then was not a a chore. It wasn't. I mean, be, before that, it was hard work. It was. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, in a, not that. I mean, it is. It pastoring is hard work. But what I meant was, it it was like pushing uphill. You know. And once the once the people were responding and and we gave them the tools to do what they were felt called to do, um, man, it was the easiest thing. Pastoring was the easiest thing for me to do. It was it just came naturally. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what a lot of pastors don't realize, you know, is that um, th- that once you understand the gospel and you start to um, as you say it, you start to see it for what it really is, and you actually truly fall in love with God. Um, ministry becomes much easier. Yeah. Than, uh, doing under under legalism. Yeah. Yeah. Let me ask you, Arthur, for a minister who's who may be listening and say, "Hey, you're describing my ministry. You're just describing where I am, and my I'm frustrated, discouraged, mm-hmm. depressed." My ministry, I know that there's something missing. I don't know what it is. And I believe that you, Arthur, have hit on what's missing. How do I get started? How do I understand what the gospel is all about? What do I do to to turn it around? Well, you know, uh, and I, I, I always, my answer to that always is uh, you need to discover 
the love of God. Mm-hmm. There's 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 not there's no other way to do this. You need to allow God to love you where you are. To 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 discover uh, how much God loves you. Um, discover true love. That's really what it's mm-hmm. about. Is to discover true love. Discover that God um, loves you just the way you are. You know. Uh, it, it got to a place for me where um, the Lord asked me one time um, in, in, in my, call it my recovery. And he said to me, Arthur, um, if you never ever preach again, if you never teach or preach in a church, or, you know, at a conference again, can you be happy? Mm. Uh, and, and I mean, I knew what the answer should be, but I knew at that at, at that particular time, my identity was so wrapped up what I, in in what I was doing for Ooh, God. That's good. That that you know, uh, it's like well, I, I, if I never ever preach again, if I never stand on the stage and preach again to to a congregation or to to you know a conference or whatever, you know, can I be happy? Well, at that time, I realized, no, I couldn't because, because uh, my identity was so wrapped up in what I was doing for God. Uh, and I think that, you know, when you start to fall in love with God, realizing that, you know what, if, if you never, ever preach again, if you never, ever teach again, if you never stand in front of that God still loves you, accepts you, and that he is still there for you and will be there for you. And he will be there to lead you, guide you, take care of you, whether you do this or not. Mm. Uh, boy, I tell you, that, that was one of the greatest, greatest revelations so I good. ever got. Mm. Uh, is to realize, and, and you know, people ask me today and say, can you be happy if you never ever preach again? And I can, I can truly, out of my own heart, say, I can be happy. I can be happy just with my relationship with God. Just, just let that be the only thing. And if and all I ever do is talk to people one on one, that would, I could be totally happy. But there was a time when I couldn't be, and the reason was is because. I didn't. I hadn't discovered the unconditional love of God towards me. Yeah, that's so good, man. Amen. Wow. Well, we're gonna cut it off right here, man. And uh, how can people connect with you? Um, we're gonna put this in the show notes, but your website yeah. is arthurmenjes dot com. I'm gonna spell that. A-R-T-H-U-R-M-E-I-N-T-J-E-S.com. Uh-huh. All That's right. right. Okay. And you mentioned that you had a book that you would make available, Discover True Love. Yes, sir. Yep. Okay. Discover and, True Love. Yeah. So that's a long link. I'll put that in the show notes. Yes. Yeah. And you can connect with Arthur, Arthur on Facebook. Just look up Arthur. Menjes, um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to spell that again. <laughs> you can <laughs> rewind it and get that. 
Uh, go to his website. He's got all kind of material available. Take advantage of that. I, I'd encourage you to do that. Arthur is, like I said before, one of the pioneers of this message. And, um, man, thank you so much for sharing, man. This is really going to help a lot of people, especially ministers, I believe. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. And even if it just helps one person. It's worth Yes, it. absolutely, you. man. Yes. Well, would you close it out in prayer for us? Yeah, yeah. Well, Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this you, wonderful, wonderful opportunity just to share from our hearts, our experience, our testimony. And Father, I just pray for every person that's uh, going to listen to this uh, podcast, mm -hmm. those pastors and ministers yes, that uh, will be ministered to Father, we just pray for them right now and pray that you will stir in their hearts, that you will uh, illuminate their, their understanding to grasp a hold of your goodness, to yes, grasp Jesus. a hold of your love, yes, Lord. your unconditional love towards them. That, uh, Father, your, your grace, the influence of your uh, your mercy upon their own hearts, Father God, to influence them and to uh, uh, the, the, the Christian life that is lived and experienced uh, with, with, with no effort uh, mm -hmm. at all. Lord, that they can live um, and experience the, the goodness that you have towards them. Yes, and that they might know your grace and your uh, uh, love to a much deeper level so that they can live their lives yes, uh, without effort in yes. any way, Father, responding you, to your love in Jesus' name. In Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Arthur. So good, man. Thank, so, thank so you, good, man. Pastor Al, it, it was <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for having me on. All right, man. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today for the Living by Grace podcast. You are greatly blessed, highly favored, deeply loved, totally righteous, and destined to win because of Jesus. Have an amazing day.